Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello again, I'm Alan from Manchester Titans and I'm joined again by Lee Kerrigan and we're back with the First and Fifteen podcast looking at the MEC Week 6, six games hosted by the Warrington Revolution on July 21st. Unfortunately, Jay Pitchford can't be with us today as he's in the Philippines with work. Honestly, you would have thought he'd come up with a better excuse to avoid doing the podcast, but hey. Difficult. But let's look at the headlines from the day. Titans dominate. Crows crash. Vipers and Rebs looking good for the next season. And the badges are down. So we had a pretty good uh, game day, didn't we, Lee? Yeah, um, I think you know we went into the game day really looking to well win the division, obviously, um, and to and dominate, and um, all our plans um, came to what we thought they'd be. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if the score particularly is indicative of how the Titans Crows game went. I mean, fifty six thirty five, pretty high scoring game, but. Felt that we really dominated early on in that game, put that game out of reach, came out second half and just just continued that kind of theme. Um, we really didn't let up much until towards the end where we gave them a couple of consolation scores. I thought the defence played great. Offence just kept scoring every time they had the ball. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's why our game plan was going in there was you know to play hard and, and to try and dominate the start of the game. Um, like we did in the first uh, meeting with them. Um, but, you know, full credit to the Crows. Um, obviously, they found it difficult at first, but then in the second half, they still kept plugging away. You know, when we as the Titans were trying to run down the clock and just finish the game, you know, they were still, you know, working hard and pounding and, and trying to get, you know, the score, the scores, because obviously it was down to the division that game, really. If you, I know, not totally, but if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you know Titans. We you know they dominated the game, but you know full credit to the Crows. Still there. Uh, it set the tone hard. for the set the tone for the day. Really, I mean, we yeah. went on there to play the Honey Badgers, and I know the Honey Badgers have had a tough season, but you know sixty three eighteen. Yeah, um, I think one of the the key things I saw from them really was the first game that we played against them. Them using the option run. Um, plays and it, it just didn't really seem to work um, and that's what we expected to see them again but they totally changed that up um, had a more of a spread offense and I think that was better um, playing against them I, I I think they should move that way forward and then throw in the occasional you know option run plays well it's interesting because the um, the badges are um, in the promotion relegation spot, um, we'll come on to that in a minute, um, but there's no automatic relegation in our division because of the number of teams this year. Um, but the, our last game of the day was against Warrington Revolution, the hosts, and um, I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah, same, you know, we went into that game pretty much how we wanted to against the Crows, you know, dominate early and have a strong defence um, and score early. Um, and, and that's how it went, you know, Warrington are, are a lot better this game day than they were before, obviously having a bigger squad, um, but yeah, I think they, uh, I thought it was a good game. But it was interesting to see how the Crows um, day fared after that loss against us, because then they went on to play Warrington yeah. and lost quite heavily, 41-20. Yeah, I think we, we both said it before that it seemed that their heads had well, from our point of view, it seemed their heads had dropped because I can't remember the score. Um, 
their last meeting, but they they beat Warrington, right? Yeah. I think convincingly. It was close was, early on, but then the um, Warrington uh, seemed to fade away as their third game and they were getting tired and all the rest of it, and the Crows took over. But in this one, Warrington looked pretty commanding and um, they obviously got the win. Coupled with the fact that the Crows and the Vipers Green played out a 2020 tie in the last game, mm-hmm. meant that the Crows actually miss out on playoff football. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think we were aware that could have happened on the day. You know, I think when we were going into it, I was thinking just first place was going to be in the playoffs. But, you know, as you said, looking into the the score, the mathematics of it all, if the Crows had lost to us but won those two games, they would have made the playoffs. Yep. Which is a shame, really, because it would have been nice to have them there. But the two teams that are going to be looking forward to next season, and obviously they're going to be in the plate competition, which we'll discuss in a bit, uh, the Vipers Green um, and the, uh, the Revs, they both um, have qualified for the plate competition. Both have put some pretty good performances in this year. And I think that their, uh, the Vipers' game plan to bed their new QB in to replace Keith Woodley seems to have done pretty well because they, they racked up a pretty convincing win over the Honey Badgers, 60 to nothing. They also had a very competitive game, 19-13 loss to the Revs and a 20-20 tie that we just spoke about with the Crows. Yeah, I, th- um, I think the Vipers' green um, have got a lot to look forward to. You know, they've you know, got a long... You know the plates coming up, but then, you know, I guess they really should be looking into next season now. They've got a long time to start prepping and working together as a team. I don't know what their off season schedules like, what they do, but um, yeah, I think the uh, arrows are all pointing up for Vipers. Well, Sheffield have got a good setup now, being the only team in the city. We yeah. having the the green and the orange squad in the two leagues. Obviously, that's good for the sport in Sheffield and helps promote the game over there. Mm-hmm. So the final standings in the MEC sees the Titans atop again, um, taking the MEC Premier for the second year in a row, winning 10 games and losing four. The four losses all incidentally were to HNC teams. Um, pretty good points scored for the Titans, 590 points scored, um, 363 conceded. Um, but again, the main thing was winning that division to guarantee the playoff spots. The Crows in second place, obviously going to be disappointed with that season, how it turned out. You know, they had some highs when they were beating Glasgow and tying with Aberdeen. Uh, but then, you know, they've had some lows in there. Um, and again, conceded 338 points, which is quite a lot. Um, but 7-2-5, and five, it's a respectable record. And they'll obviously want to try and um, take advantage of their position in the plates, which we'll come on to. The Revs, um, in their first season in the Prem, finished third with a 7-7 and record, so they can't really complain too much about that. Vipers, in, a, in what we said was a rebuilding season, finished 5-1-8, and eight, and at the bottom of the, of the division, without a win, but with the one tie to their name, uh, the Honey Badgers. Um, so the Titans will be the only representative from the MEC Premier in the National Playoff Finals. All the other teams in the North will be from the HNC. Grangemouth, Glasgow, and somewhat surprisingly, Carnegie sneaking in at Aberdeen's expense. We did think that Aberdeen were a good side when we played them up in Edinburgh, um, but they've really struggled in the second half of the season and actually dropped out of playoff spot. Yeah, it is uh, It is uh, interesting. I don't know what's happened with them personally, you know, why the big drop-off, but, you know, they started off really, really strong, 
Um, and then, yeah, it's just seemed to have fallen away at the end of the season, which is a shame. I blame Tom Clark for his predictions, but you have to listen to the other podcast to know <laughs> about that. Uh, we did predict that Edinburgh would stay up. Um, they'd, they'd beat out the Comets for the, uh, the, the automatic relegation spot, but they are in that promo relegation game, which means they will need to be, beat the Midlothian Sapers in the, uh, in the tournament in Manchester. Um, the promotion, the, the, as we said, the Honey Badgers uh, were in that promotion relegation spot, but they've actually forfeited their game. Um, meaning they will automatically get relegated and in their place the Leeds Samurai who won automatic promotion will come up to the MEC Prem and also the Wigan Bandits. Uh, we know both those teams quite well, we've yep. got a pretty good relationship with both those teams, we've played them both quite a lot over the years and we're happy to see them back up in the, uh, certainly Leeds back up in the Prem and yep. welcoming Wigan who we've, we've played with a couple of times in the off season and uh, I think they'll do do pretty decent um, in the next year. All right, let's take a look at the finals weekend, which, like I said, is going to be held in Manchester at Bellevue Stadium on the 17th and 18th of August. Which is good for us. Absolutely. <laughs> means uh, no early starts. We're going to have no. a bit of a lie-in, but uh, it's, it, we know Bellevue. It's a great great facility, great yeah. venue, nice and easy to get to, good plenty pitch, of parking, pitch. two really good 3G pitches. Um, there's the one at the top, which is a bit of a trek to get to, but there's one in the stadium as well. And we've got both of them for uh, the whole weekend, which would be great. Now, obviously, on the Saturday, the top eight teams in the country are going to be battling it out. Um, in the north, Grangemouth finished top. Um, in the HNC, they take the top seed. Uh, the second seed go to the Titans, who won the MEC Prem. The third seed go to the runners-up in the HNC, the Glasgow Hornets. And the fourth seed was Carnegie Flag. Um, from the south, the top seed was the Baker Street Buttonhookers, who finished the season unbeaten. Then winning their division were the Cardiff Hurricanes. The runners-up uh, in Baker Street's division were London Smoke and North Hants take the final spot. So, Grangemouth versus North Hants, Manchester Titans versus London Smoke, Hornets versus Hurricanes and Carnegie versus Baker Street. Any of those first round games you think are going to be upsets, Lee? Um, no, I see. I see the Broncos winning winning that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest. I don't really know Cardiff that well. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go with Hornets on that one. And also their arrows have been up all season. Mm-hmm. And then I see the Button Hookers beating Carnegie. Um, and you've, then missed, was, you've missed the game <laughs> out there, Leo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you know, let's. I suppose you know, smoke, smoke, our favorite, right? Sure. Um, so the upset would be us beating tight, uh, us beating the smoke. Um, so you know it's going to be a great game. We've played them twice, mm-hmm. you know, both played, in um, friendlies. Yeah, right? we played the uh, preseason tournament in Northampton against them, where we took quite an undermanned squad to that yeah. one, but we we matched up quite well with them. And yeah, then I think we, they were missing some players too, sure. right? Like Henry. Yeah, and then we played quite a competitive game against them in the King Bowl, and they because yeah. they were in our group in the King Bowl. And uh, they took the edge that time. And, uh, yeah, should be a great game between the two teams. All right, putting you on the spot now, Lee. Who's your favourites for the final? Which two teams do you see in the final? Uh, so, you know, if, I know we're not 100% sure how this bracket works, but I'm going to say button hookers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... Some good teams, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go button hookers and... 
Broncos. Burton Hunters Broncos. Top two seeds make it through to the final. That's a good shout. Okay, let's have a look at Sunday's games. We've got the um, couple of promotion relegation games. Like I said before, some of them aren't going ahead now, but there's still the plate competition. So we're just going to look at the Premier Plate competition at the moment. And um, we've got the Crows, the Oil Cats, Warrington Revs, and Sheffield Vipers against the Rebels, the Aylesby Vale Spartans, Victoria Park Panthers, and the Bedford Blackhawks. So, any of these matchups catch your eye? I know we're not really that well up on some of the Southern teams. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I'm not sure about the Spartans, and I think it would be great to see how Warrington do in this the, the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, Crows, you know, finishing the season on a bit of a low, I think they'll be looking to, you know, to take this... Um, take the plate all the way through and then obviously Rebels being well for me looking like they're in familiar unfamiliar territory there um, so you know they are probably the strongest team sure. in that bracket right so you know I think and then we've got Aberdeen who you know we know they can play well um, yeah. obviously it just depends how well they travel and mm -hmm. how fit they are so yeah like you say some pretty good teams there in the uh, plate competition so that could be an interesting game as well um but that's it for today. Thanks for listening, folks. We're literally off to training now as we prep for what should be a fantastic finals weekend in Manchester. Hope to see you all there, if only to throw some rotten fruit and veg at Lee for his bold predictions for the season. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.